Have you ever looked at a delicious hamburger and wondered why it's called a hamburger? I mean, it's made of beef, not ham. Well, I did the research and I found it interesting, and I hope you do too. Let's take a quick trip to McDonald's. I'm Paul Elves. And this is History of Words. Chapter 6 A Trip to McDonald's. It's 1940, and we're in San Bernardino, California, waiting in line for a new type of restaurant. One where you pick up your food and take it away. There's no seats or even plates. They wrap your hamburger in paper and put them in a paper bag. The sign says McDonald's, and it's one of the first American fast food restaurants. Named after its founders Richard and Maurice McDonald. We're going to pick up a McDonald's hamburger while we are here. Because it's 1940, the burger comes with a selection of toppings and no substitutions are allowed. While we are in line to get this hamburger, let's find out what the word means. Hamburger could mean two things, really, and neither of them have anything to do with ham. It's either a fried or grilled ground beef patty on a bun with toppings, or it's a German person who happens to live in Hamburg, Germany, where the delicious, easy-to-transport sandwich was invented. By the way, the sandwich, as legend has it, was invented by a gambler who happened to have the royal title Earl of Sandwich. It is said that one day while gambling for long hours and pressed to eat something, he told the cook to just slap some meat between two pieces of bread and hand it to him. Later, this would be known as a sandwich. Now, a plain hamburger is just no fun, so even back here in 1940, McDonald's added some toppings to their burger. Let's go through the list from the menu board. McDonald's, the drive-in with the arches. McDonald's amazing menu. Pure beef hamburger. 15 cents. Tempting cheeseburger, 19 cents. Triple thick shakes, 20 cents. Golden french fries, 10 cents. Thirst quenching coke, 10 cents. Delightful root beer, 10 cents. Steaming hot coffee, 10 cents. Full flavor orange drink, 10 cents. Refreshing cold milk, 12 cents. McDonald's original burger had a special sauce similar to today's Big Mac sauce, which is a combination of a few condiments like ketchup, mustard, mayo, and pickles. They combined the sauces to speed up the process of baking the burgers. This is fast food after all. Let's go through some of the ingredients of that special sauce. One of the most common toppings in North America would be ketchup, a condiment made from tomatoes, vinegar, sugar, and spices. The word ketchup comes from the Chinese word chap, which means brine of fish, because the original ketchup, or chap was made from pickled fish and spices, and it wasn't until the 18th century that tomatoes found their way into the condiment. This 1940 special sauce also contains mustard. Mustard is made from mustard seeds, vinegar, and spices. The word mustard comes from the old French word moustarde, which means toothpaste. The old French thought the pungent, spicy flavor was good for cleaning the teeth. Now, while a combination of mustard oil and salt is a traditional teeth cleaning solution, you're probably better off with baking soda and salt or store-bought toothpaste. 
please don't brush your teeth with mustard. I can uh, see some green bits in the special sauce. It looks like relish, which is made from pickles. Many items can be pickled, but the most common burger topping pickle is made from cucumbers, which have been preserved in a brine, which is a solution of water and salt and spices. The word pickle comes from the Dutch word pekel, which means brine. Mayonnaise is in this sauce too. That's a thick creamy sauce made from eggs, oil and vinegar. The word comes from the French mayonnaise, which means sauce from mayon. Mayon is a town on the island of Menorca in the Mediterranean. It is believed that the Duke of Richelieu's chef invented it in the late 1700s. On top of that special sauce is some onion. The word onion comes from the Latin word unio, which means one or single because the onion is actually composed of a single layer of skin. Let's see what else goes on this original 1940s McDonald's burger. Lettuce. You know lettuce, the leafy green vegetable? Lettuce gets its name from the Latin lactuca, which means milky or having milk. This name was given to lettuce because of the white sap it produces while growing. Sliced tomatoes. I like sliced tomatoes on a hamburger, it adds some much needed moisture. The word tomato comes from the Nahuati word tomatl, which means the swelling fruit, probably because of the way they take in so much moisture. Well that's it for this original McDonald's hamburger, I mean I like time traveling here because the burgers only cost 15 cents. Later on in addition to raising their prices substantially, McDonald's will in the modern era add many toppings, garnishes and other condiments to their now much larger menu. One hamburger and one coke please. 25 cents please. Thank you so much. You see folks, the hard part isn't time traveling, it's finding quarters that are dated pre-1940. 23 years later in 1963, McDonald's would air this commercial with a clown called Ronald McDonald who was even creepier back then and had a small drink cup for a nose. Hey, look who's skating. It's Ronald McDonald, the hamburger happy clown. Here he comes. And there he goes. Whoa! Isn't that McDonald's hamburger delicious? Mom told me never to talk to strangers. Well, your mother's right as always, but... I'm Ronald McDonald. Give me a McDonald's shake. Well, you sound like Ronald. Here, I'll prove it. I'll give you three more hamburgers. <laughs> I know, you're not supposed to accept gifts from strangers either. But you're no stranger. You really are Ronald McDonald. <laughs> He's Ronald McDonald. Man, that's creepy. Let's grab our burger and head to the park and talk about some other condiments. Now let's look into some other condiments and toppings for hamburgers that this 1940s McDonald didn't have. Like guacamole. That's a Mexican dip made from fresh avocados, tomatoes, onions, and spices. The word avocado comes from the Nahuati word ahuacamole, which means avocado sauce. To this day, Mexicans make guacamole with traditional stone mortar and pestles. Hmm, this is a tasty burger. 
but it could use some cheese. Let me wash it down with this thirst-quenching Coke, also known as Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola gets its name from some of its original ingredients. Coca leaves, C-O-C-A, yeah, the uh, stimulating kind that they make cocaine out of, and cola nuts, K-O-L-A. Creator John S. Pemberton changed the K in cola nuts to a C to make the name look better on the bottles. Decades later, Coca-Cola would begin to decoconize the coca leaves, removing the active, um, stimulating ingredient, and selling that off to the medical industry. They even went so far as to remove the decoconized coca leaves altogether and market it as New Coke. And everyone hated it. They did the same with New Diet Coke, and everyone hated it. So they then introduced Coke Zero, which was basically original Diet Coke with the decoconized leaves still in it. But even then, that didn't last long, and a new Coke Zero Sugar was introduced, and fans of Coke Zero and original Diet Coke suspect that the decoconized coca leaf extract is now gone for good. Where were we? Oh, oh yeah. This hamburger's lack of cheese. Personally, I won't eat a burger without cheese, and there are many kinds of cheese, many of which you might find in a modern-day McDonald's. There's cheddar cheese, which gets its name from the village of cheddar in Somerset, England, where it was invented. But you are more likely to find its cousin, American cheese, on most McDonald's burgers sold today. In the 1910s, Americans developed American cheese from cheddar or Colby cheeses. It is very mild with a creamy and salty flavor. Most cheeses are named after the place they were invented, like Gorgonzola, named after the Italian town of the same name, or Roquefort cheese, named after the French village of roquefort sur sorzon where it is made with milk from the Lacouanet breed of sheep and aged inside actual caves. You might not want to put Parmesan on a burger, but nobody is stopping you. Parmesan is named after the Italian region of Parma. Gouda from the Dutch town of Gouda. Emmental cheese is from the M Valley region of Switzerland, etc, etc, etc. That's how most cheeses get their name, from where they were traditionally made or invented. But there are a few cheeses not named after the town they were invented in, like... Monterey Jack, named after David Jacks, a Californian who invented it in the 1800s. Ricotta cheese gets its name from the Italian word ricotta, which means recooked. The cheese is traditionally made by recooking the leftovers from the production of other cheeses. In addition to cheese, one popular topping for McDonald's hamburger would be bacon. The word bacon comes from the same Proto-Germanic linguistic roots as the English word back. It is a cured pork product that humans have been consuming since 1500 BC, when the Chinese began to salt and cure pork belly. Bacon is great on burgers or for breakfast, but it wasn't always associated with breakfast. In fact, we didn't even consider bacon as a breakfast until the 1920s, when the Beech Nut Packing Company wanted to sell more bacon, as they had a bunch of it, so it hired Edward Bernays. Bernays, known as the father of public relations, saw an opportunity to introduce bacon to the breakfast table. Bernays called his doctor and asked if eating bacon for breakfast would be good for people's health. Bernays asked his doctor to write to 5,000 of his closest doctor friends asking if they agreed. And remember, it's the 1920s. This isn't emails. This is pen and paper and envelopes. 4,500 of the doctors responded saying that they agreed. So his campaign began by saying 4,500 physicians urge Americans to eat heavy breakfasts to improve their health. And the newspapers ran with the story and even referenced eating bacon and eggs as the perfect breakfast. It worked. 
and the public began to eat bacon early in the morning. In modern day, 70% of all bacon is eaten at breakfast, all thanks to Edward Bernays. Mmm, bacon. And that's it for our quick trip to McDonald's, but before we leave, I want to give you a fair warning that our next chapter, Chapter 7, will include much profanity, as we will dive into words that you couldn't even say on TV a few decades ago. Words that comedian George Carlin called the Dirty Seven. I'm Paul Alves. And this is History of Words. History of Words is written, produced, and narrated by me, Paul Alves. Special guest, Abby Libby.